Welcome to the Class of the Little Sass podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Millspaw, best-selling author and award-winning motivational speaker with over 20 years in the personal development industry. I believe that the more you know, the more you grow. With each podcast episode, I will educate and empower you, girlfriend to girlfriend style, on how to create a happy life from motherhood guidance, career and business advice, to feeling confident in your relationships and everything in between. This is Real Talk Radio. Let's jump right into today's episode. Welcome back to another fun episode with class and a little sass with me, Carrie Millspaw. I'm your host. All the good things. It's a fun, rainy Saturday afternoon here in Michigan. And what better day than to just knock out a quick podcast, especially when it's about something that I really, really enjoy talking about. And that is your personal brand. Now, this is just going to be a super basic, the personal branding 101. I don't want you to get overwhelmed with today's episode, but. I want to, again, like I've done in the last two parts, when we're talking about side hustles, I want to pick your brain a little bit, get you thinking, especially if you do podcasting, or I should say podcast binging like I do when you're on a walk or you're at the gym. It's kind of interesting if you're, or you're just cleaning your house when you're doing something active while listening, even if it's just putting on your makeup girls, because that's usually what I'm doing. There's that spark of energy because you're being active and you're thinking at the same time, that's just the juices start to flow. Am I right? Where you're like, ah, I'm going to take away something she just said. I'm going to knock that out. You know, like you kind of do a little note in your phone quick, or if you're old school like me, you like to make a little, you've got a little journal nearby or an idea book, write some stuff down. And that's what today's episode is. I'm not going to get, get you stuck in the details. Don't want to get you stuck on the how, because that part can get ugly if it's all dumped on you in one session, right? No one wants to hear how to do something from A to Z in one episode. I'm not trying to get you stressed out. I'm just trying to get you to think fun, get that right side of your brain and the creative side to get going and thinking and exploring because what's my number one goal always with this podcast is for your self-esteem to go straight up, your confidence levels to soar, in your relationships, your business, your career, your lifestyle, who you are as a person. I want to keep expanding that, giving you a whole nother version of life. Okay. So let's just dive right in. Before we get to the fun stuff, I have to tell you, this is so relatable to today's episode too. I just binged David Beckham's Netflix documentary, and I think it's three or four episodes. I can't remember. I want to say maybe only three. Let's just clear the path right now. Eye candy 101. Yum, yum, yum. I could look at that man all day, every day from when he was little all the way to his 47 year old self now. And I'm recording this in 2023. So this was such a good documentary and it brought out the personal branding. I had to when I was in the shower today. I'm like, this is relevant. I can talk about both. I learned so much about his personal career. I did not know. I, the David Beckham, I knew because here in the States, soccer is like, meh, you know, it's not our NFL is our, is our main go-to crazy sport that everyone loses their brain over in other countries. It's football, otherwise known as soccer. And us Americans can't relate quite well to that, that 
kind of crazy, that level of insanity that comes from the football players and fans in other countries. But we can relate it because it's our version of NFL. It's our version of football here. We lose our minds too. We get it. We get it. It's just a game in my mind, but I understand the level of loyalty to your team and your players. So I learned so much about that, that type of sport. And I also learned the downside of what this man had gone through. Of course, I'm a huge Spice Girl fan who didn't love them in the 90s, who doesn't still love them to this day. And Posh Spice was always my favorite. So you got, you know, the golden couple here, literally creating babies that are even more golden. You know, just who doesn't love the yummy paparazzi version of that couple? And that's how I knew who they were. Probably you can relate as well. Here in the States, we were just eating up the the publicity of this, you know, famous couple and how beautiful they are and where are they today and what hairstyles do they have now? You know, it's just so cute. She's so fashionable. She's adorable. Victoria's just adorable. What's not to love? Okay. So the media just loved it anyway, but there was some learning processes here. <clears throat> David is David. His name in my mind, when I thought of David Beckham, I could think of, I don't know, maybe some cologne commercial or in a department store, I remember seeing some maybe some posters or printouts of him and some cologne. I have something in the back of my mind again, because I vaguely remember, and this is before social media, this is before cell phones. So I knew him more from the commercials and ads that he did than I did of his actual sport. He put soccer on the map. I can't think of another player that dominated like he did. Like he made soccer come to life in all countries. His name, when you think of it, you just think of soccer. And of course, Victoria Beckham as well, Posh Spice. So I want to circle in on that. Even though David played for multiple different countries, multiple teams, he still at the end of the day was David Beckham, right? I mean, how cool is that? He is the perfect example of a brand. And I never even thought of him as a brand, and you might not think of it either, but they are because it's they're a person and they're known for something. Personal branding can be very different to define because a lot of us go right into a corporate brand, but you're not a corporation, you're a person, you're human. You're not a brick and mortar business, you're not a building you're a person. And sometimes when I would work with clients personally, one-on-one, -on -one, I would find them have this challenge over and over again, because you have to go deep into who you are. And that sometimes is hard to do. There's some blocks there. Maybe you're having some challenges because you're so close to everything. You don't even see who you are. Sometimes we have to do a little bit of interviewing outside of ourselves with our family or friends, those that know us, love us, have done business with us that can sometimes help us hone in who we are better than us. It's that saying, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. Sometimes we need to pan out and go, oh, okay, that's who I am. Oh, all right. That's why sometimes it's helpful to work with a coach or at least get some feedback from those outside of us. So thank you, David Beckham, for helping bring some shiny yumminess to our podcast episode today. So regardless of where he played, I mean, he played in Madrid, he played in Milan, he played in, he was in, um, on, I think he started with 
Manchester was the first team I'm trying to remember from the podcast. Then he went to England and, you know, he even came over to the States and he was in LA for a while with the galaxies. I didn't even know we had a soccer team y'all, but I do remember them moving here because Victoria did a fun little, you know, documentary version of a TV episode way back in the nineties when they moved here. And of course I watched it. Who wouldn't? So <clears throat> there's some yummy juiciness of David Beckham and so to speak. Um, but <clears throat> going deeper into what that personal brand is. Again, you, very few of us remember where he played. Very few of us remember how many countries he went to. I think he landed in France was the last team he played on. And then he created his own team in Miami. Didn't know that either. But what's that one thing that keeps consistency with a personal brand? I want you to get an image in your mind. He is the tree trunk where he played was the branches, what he did, how he made in streams of income are branches. You as a personal brand are never going to change that tree trunk. You're rooted in the ground. This is who you are. He was known for soccer. He was known for his consistency. He knew he was known for his passion for the game. The fact that he played for all these other countries were the tree branches. Does that make sense? I hope I'm painting this picture well. And if you haven't watched the documentary yet, mark it somewhere on your to-do list, girls, because you're going to love it. So how is this relatable to us? Because yes, he's a big name and it's hard to even get your head around that because he's a superstar. He's a celebrity. Same with his wife. That's, that's not even relevant in today's episode. What we're going to focus in on is, again, I want to give you an image in your mind of what that looks like. So again, corporate brand, when you think of a brand, you think of like Nike, Adidas, Adidas and their stripes. They're always black and it's black and white and other colors, but they always have the striping. See the consistency there. Um, the font, you think of that because I've worked in so many big corporations. I've worked with small brands. I've worked with clients all over the world. The consistency of a brand is something that's my kind of my pet peeve. You know, it's like one of my OCD things that come out like, well, wrong font. We're always supposed to use this. The heading is supposed to be this type of font and this type of size. And this, you know, this, the headline is this and the tagline is that. Yes, I can be a stickler for that. And the consistency is big and it is important. But when you're starting out with a personal brand, I want you to just take away three basics today without going super deep. And I've had so many people reach out to me recently and that's okay. And I love that, but I don't have the capacity to work with one-on-one -on -one clients like I used to in the past, but we are good news. Newsflash, stay tuned. <laughs> we are built in the process of building a digital program. And the reason why I'm a fan of digital programs and I am totally doing a shiny object syndrome and derailing for five seconds, but I don't have that capacity like I used to, to dive in and really help a client. And I love the process of a digital program because it's super affordable. You, you don't have to pay, you know, these one-on-one -on -one private client fees and you can go at your own pace because not every client can knock out a personal brand in 90 days, 60 days, 30 days, whatever that looks like. Some can't even work it out. They're still building it in a year later after I worked with them. So you can go at your own pace. It's affordable. You can buy it when it works for you instead of trying to squeeze into my crazy calendar. So side, side thought there, circle back to this episode. If the link isn't already in the show notes, it will be eventually. We're in the process of building it out. We've got two or three programs we're creating right now. So <clears throat> let's just kind of go into the three pillars that you need right now. 
just to get started. Even before you buy my program, you're still going to need to get this in place. You're just going to need to have a thinking process and get that, get that sketchbook, get that workbook, whatever it is. Maybe you'd like to use, you know, like a Microsoft OneNote or a digital or even a Word doc, open it up, start typing away. Just get those ideas out there as we go through this. So <clears throat> when I first started a personal brand, I was doing it without guidance and it sucked. I was figuring out who I was. I was I went right in and and created a an email list first. That's what my business coach had me do. That was her gift. That's her program, that's her niche, build an email list, then sell to the email list. I was a nobody. You couldn't find me anywhere online. Sure I had a Facebook back then. This was 20 2013. And yes, I had some some presence, but I wasn't I was a no one. I was a nobody. I had a LinkedIn profile as well. But that was before social media was as big as it is today. I, again, didn't even have a website. So when I did this email list process, it was hard to convince people to play along with you because you, you were nobody. I say build a personal program or personal brand first. Can you still make money? Yes. Is it going to be harder? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to be pushing a boulder up the hill if you don't do this in sequence. And <clears throat> I, I had to learn the hard way. I was building it, building the, the plane as I was trying to fly it, literally, so to speak. I say, do it the right way. It's gonna save you so much work and headache and you won't have to go backwards and keep redoing the work you already did because you did it the right way the first time around. I'm all about working smarter, not higher, harder. So, Again, the coach at the time that I worked with a decade plus ago just wanted my money. She didn't care. Throw me in. You know, they're, they're not really thinking. They're just trying to fill their group program. They're not really, they don't really always have your best interest at heart. She's just trying to build her income stream. And she did. So I care about you. I really, really want you to do this the right way. Please learn from my mistakes. That's what this podcast is all about and everything else that I put out there. Learn from my hard, hard stuff, my hard paths. <laughs> you don't need to, to work, uh, you know, on the bumpy road. Take the smoother path if you can. So I jumped in and what I was known for really was that laptop lifestyle. Being a single mom, working virtually and remotely was super important to me. I knew I loved business. I knew I was a business junkie and that I needed to pick apart what parts of business I love the most. And that's the marketing, the personal side of it all. I like the marketing and the branding piece. I like the PR part. I never was really big about the legal side of business and the financial and accounting side of business, not the heavy lifting left brain side. I like the fun, right, creative side of business. So that's where I played the most and have always played. I kind of hire out the other parts because that's not my fun, juicy parts of business. And that's how you're going to do it too. And once you build a personal brand, again, remember, it's the tree trunk. It's the foundation. It's the foundation of your life, your business, is that the brick and mortar business or brick and mortar foundation piece. You can build as many stories as you want on in your building. <laughs> Have many rooms to the house. But start with a foundation, and that is who you are as a person. So think about that. What are you known for? Again, I, I'm going to use, keep using myself as an example. Or David, why not? David Beckham was known for soccer. What are you known for? And be consistent with this content. Again, I, it will evolve, which is why we have multiple tree branches. You're going to change 
and grow. And this part may shift and evolve with you. That's why I like having a brand. And I have always told my clients, do your name. If you're going to do build a website, do your name as the domain. I'm CarrieMillsPod.com because at the end of the day, I'm going to keep changing my mind about certain programs I offer, certain things, but I'm always going to be Carrie. That part change never changes. David Beckham is always going to be David Beckham. Whether he chooses to work or play for another country, another team, or create his own team and wherever he moves. Sometimes we have a hard time with this because we think, well, I do this for a living. I'm a surgeon, Carrie. No, you are you that chooses to be a surgeon right now. You may change your mind and retire and do something else and become an author. At the end of the day, you're still you, right? That's the consistency is who you are looking at in the mirror every day. That's the fun part of personal branding. It's, it doesn't feel too scary to make do all this work just to make it change or evolve or grow because at the end of the day, it's okay. You're the tree trunk. Your branches may shift and change. Your branches may grow, create more leaves. They may fall. You know, I'm thinking of fall right now as, as we're approaching that type of season right now in Michigan. Your branches might break off and you might change. You know, like no different than streams of income. Some dry up, some get bigger, some grow, some turn into a raging river and some turn into a, a trickling, you know, a little tiny dry brook, but you are you. So it's okay. So these are the questions. What are you known for? You know, how are, be consistent again. What's your passion? This is the time you get to voice your talents and voice what really means a lot to you. Who do you help? What do you enjoy doing? What fills you, not drains you? So in my personal brand, I'm going to talk about the fun things I like to do, which is personal development. I love that. Um, branding, colors, social media, the publicity part of who you get to be. That's why I have a public, a public relations boutique. There's all the fun stuff, you know, of what is more um, the fun stuff of business. I like that. And of course I've evolved more where, yes, I still love the, the, the remote work, the laptop lifestyle vibe that I created a decade plus ago. And that's of course, before corporations caught on. Thank you. COVID it's gotta be some little small, little rainbow silver lining in there somewhere from a detrimental time in our, our world's lifespan. But before corporations caught on, working remotely wasn't something super common a decade plus ago. But that was super important to me as a single mother. I wanted freedom and flexibility to make money my way, do business my way. It doesn't have to be traditional. And that's something that's always been my foundation, period. Then it evolved into supporting empaths as I learned who I was and building confidence for women because I kept seeing a pattern with every client that I worked with. She would come to me. She would want these things. She had a list of dreams, a list of goals, but she didn't have the confidence to go after them. She didn't have the confidence to even create a personal brand. You know, if I think of an avatar, because that's what we think of when we think of who we can help out there. They're just kind of this mystical creature, but who is she? or who is he, or who are they, whatever that looks like, who do I get to help? And a lot of the times it was the confidence to be out there. I would work with clients and then we would get to the personal brand piece and, and they would freeze. 
a lot of them, not all of them. It was scary. I have to show who I am. And yes, you do. I did, I recorded a podcast quite a while back of your permission to shine. It doesn't matter what business you have. Steve Jobs is a face to Apple. You're going to have a personal face. You've got to give some humanization to your brand, whether it's a brick and mortar product or not. People buy from people. You know, it's just got to have that juice in there. It makes it more relatable and people will know, like, and trust you faster and buy from you based on who you are. It's just a kind of a space. I mean, you think about Matthew McConaughey. I'm sure a lot of you joined his his live virtual event he had earlier this year, which was a lot of fun. And of course, he pulled in big names like Marie Forleo and Tony Robbins. And but he was he was the face to the ads that I saw. And of course, he had just written his book Green Lights, with I just finished that. Such a good book. Highly recommend grabbing it so fun to think about when life gives you a green light versus a yellow light versus a red light. His personal stories are just hilarious to, to listen to or listen to if you get audio, but read as well. And who knew he's known for being an actor. What is he doing? He's out, he's doing working in personal development. I think he just released a child's book too. And you're like, wait a minute, Matthew, you're supposed, you were known as the rom-com comedy guy for a long time. And now you've evolved into other type of movies and roles. So you see, again, he's still Matthew, right? But he's evolving as a person. He's, he's a deep thinker. He likes thinking outside the box and he wants to keep creating who he is. He's more than just an actor. He's more than just a pretty face. He's more than just a husband and a dad. He's also going to jump into the personal development side. He's an author and he's doing personal development courses and creating, you know, things of that nature to help more people. And I love that he just released a child children's book. I never saw that coming. I didn't even know he was working on that. So again, it's okay. Give yourself permission to whatever you create today isn't concrete. It does not have to be permanent. You're going to evolve and grow, but what are you going to be known for? What is your quirky stuff? You know, this is the fun part where I would work with a client one-on-one and they just kind of, again, needed that feedback on the outside. Who am I? What am I known for? And I really got honed in on the empath side of myself, which is why so many of my episodes and my book is really geared to empaths is how do I cope? Who am I? I'm crazy. Something's wrong with me. I, I feel stuff I can't explain. I know things I can't explain. Am I, am I a psychic? Who am I? You know, really being supportive to empaths is what I really evolved into and building that confidence to just being who you are, who God created you to be. And it's okay. If you're known for some silly stuff, that's even more important. Put that in the mix. You know, you've got this recipe you're getting together. Get the ingredients. This personal brand recipe is going to call for some fun ingredients. And that's what I'm going going with you here. So one of the ingredients is going to be, one of you, what are you known for? Are you known for your passion about animal rights, women's rights? You know, I'm just thinking outside the box. Maybe you're known for gardening, painting. Are you known for personal, you know, um, decor, interior design? Are you known to help authors? Are you passionate about writing? Are you passionate about 
hiking, biking, sports, yoga, Pilates. I mean, there's so many things. What is it that just really fills your bucket? What fills your cup, girls? That's what I'm really getting deep with you. And this is why it's important for you to go at your own pace because sometimes this one's hard and it's going to keep evolving. Okay. So that's ingredient number one. Number two ingredient is the aesthetics. Okay. What does that look like? It's the fun part that I love. You're going to girl, first thing you need to do is go get some great photos. Okay. And the reason why this is number two and not number one is because I want to be known for say gardening. I'm going to want some photos of me doing exactly that in the garden, in nature, or maybe I'm a wellness coach. This is where I started when my daughter was a little, little baby 20 years ago. This is where I started wellness coaching. If I were to do a brand around that, I would look for, you know, pictures in nature out in a countryside with some sunflowers behind you. You know, those, you're not going to be in an office staring at a laptop. You want to pull people towards you based on those photos, your personal brand. And again, you're going to take lots of pictures throughout your career, lots of pictures as you grow multiple streams of income. So don't give yourself so much pressure. Just start somewhere. If you're a nature girl, get out in nature. If that's who you really are deep down inside. If you're, I like, I loved the remote laptop lifestyle vibe. So pictures of laptops on a beach instantly told people, and this was again a decade ago, I get to work from anywhere. I don't have to be in a stuffy office in a cubicle somewhere with the worst overhead lighting ever. Those fluorescent lights buzzing above you, draining you as an empath. Again, see where I'm tying this all into who I am. Not, not just working at a park or doing something quick with your kids or little. I needed the flexibility as a single mom. So that's what was my remote lifestyle vibe. What is yours? I, you know, I think of so many people that I follow. Some of them are into fitness. That's their thing. So their business, they're in yoga pants. Their, their personal branding photos are yoga pants and a yoga mat stretching somewhere with the sunrise coming up. You know, that's what you see. What could your photos look like? They don't have to be your boring corporate headshots with the boring white background or a blue background. Think outside the box. Think about fun, fun. A couple good headshots are important. You're going to want them when you do interviews and when you're going to get your publicity out there. You're going to need those and you're going to want them for your website. But also get some fun action shots. You in motion. Are you a hiker, a biker? Are you a writer? Get those photos where you're sitting under a tree somewhere doing what you love. It doesn't have to be in a studio always. Studio shots are fun. Do plenty of those too, because you can kind of do those at any time. The weather doesn't have to be a factor and the lighting doesn't have to be a factor. I've done tons of photo shoots indoors, probably more than outdoors, but get kind of clear on what vibe you're trying to get, what message. Pick colors that you love to wear. Pick colors that make you happy. Pick colors that you enjoy looking at, that you would decorate your home in because they just bring you happiness. If yellow is your vibe, make sure you're wearing yellow in your pictures because when we go to build your website and do your branding and, and all the fun things that come with that, we want it to blend. We want it to look good. We want colors that complement each other. So 
even before you dive into, well, I need a website that's going to be navy blue because that's my color or pink or whatever. You know, you don't have to have a pink website if you work with women. Okay. I'm just putting that out there. Some people seem to think I need to have a color that attracts everybody, the people I'm working with. Wrong. This is you. This is about you. This isn't McDonald's. Okay. McDonald's chose yellow and red because it's mustard and ketchup. It's things that people think of food. That's different. That's a different vibe. That's a corporate brand. You're you. We need to feel you right away. When I land on your website, I want to feel who you are. That's going to never change. The products and the services that you offer will probably change. I can just guarantee it. A decade later, mine have changed rapidly. <laughs> your personality is going to change with you as you grow and evolve. As you get more wisdom and gain more things, you're going to keep growing that. But at the end of the day, you're still you. You still love what you love. You're still passionate about what you're passionate about. So pick colors that you like to wear, pick colors that you like to look at, pick colors you would decorate your home in, pick colors that you would grab when you know you're going to go meet someone, you know, that's important to you and you want to feel good in your skin, you know, just who you are, grab that. That's what you're going to do. Okay. All right. So fonts and other things. And those are, again, getting stuck in the weeds of what swirly things I like to look at. Maybe I want my name a certain way. That's going to change and be a little inconsistent. Give yourself some wiggle room. Once you land where you love, make sure your website stays the same. Make sure your marketing stays the same. Of course, Instagram typing something now is not going to matter. But your website, your digital platforms, that's going to be pretty consistent. Pick a couple fonts that you love and then keep going because your press kit, other documents, PDFs, Word docs, things like that, you're going to want to keep in a consistent brand. Same with your graphics and so on. So that's ingredient number two. Now, once you have the first two ingredients, you're going to get to grab ingredient three. Okay. And that's picking a platform that you want to play on. Where do I want to be seen? And this is a broad menu of choices. Websites number one, that's a must have. You need to have a footprint somewhere online. And that's always going to pop up when you type in your name in Google, your website's going to pop up first. You want that there. I have thought about doing business with people. And the first thing they ask is, do you have a website? Or they'll actually look for you already, whether you know it or not. You can meet them networking. You could have a conversation online. If someone interviews you on their podcast or their TV show, they're going to say, where can we find you? Um, my email address is no, 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 no. Don't even do that. You want to be, you want to point them to a website because that is easy and quick. CarrieMillsFall.com. From there, they're going to see my social media platforms. From there, I'm going to point them to YouTube. From there, I'm going to point them to all my programs and books and things of that nature that I offer in the podcast, of course. Got to have one uh, one stop shop, and that's your website. That's a number one. That is the foundation to the house that you're going to build. It's your cement that you're pouring. Okay, it's that again part of the tree trunk, and then all the things you offer. Again, the menu options on your website is the tree branches or the rooms of the house. Just trying to use a couple different visuals here so you can kind of see how this plays out. Now. Where do you want to play? 
if you love Instagram and that's the platform you pull up first every day, you know, when you're laying in bed and you should really be getting up and you look at your phone, where do you go first? Is it LinkedIn? That's where you need to play. Is it Instagram? That's where you need to play. Where do you like to learn from? Is it YouTube? Then that's where you need to be. Is it Facebook? Is it Pinterest? Is it Etsy? Is it TikTok? There's just so much to choose from that it can be overwhelming. So I want you to play where you choose to play. Where where do you like to learn from? Go there. I like LinkedIn. I'm a consultant for Microsoft at the moment. I've been working with them for the past couple of years. It's a, an area we corporate professionals will play at. It's It's a fun learning space. I like the white collar vibe of corporate America, it's in there. It's not going to be on TikTok. <laughs> I don't even have a TikTok. So that's just me. Ha- not yet anyway. Um, not a Snapchat girl either. I have a platform, but I've never, ever, ever use it. Just a little sidestep. I use only signed up on it to spy on my daughter. Cause I was like, why does she have it? This is when she was much younger. So pick that platform. What is it that you like to learn from? Okay, then that's where you need to be. It could be television. A lot of my clients have been on television. Okay, so think about that. And then you get to segue into being your own publicist or hire one or a social media manager. Hire one of those. If you don't want to do this yourself, hire someone to do it. Okay, you don't have to be an expert at all of this. Just be an expert at your own craft. Master your craft. Someone else can master your marketing if you don't want to. Because sometimes that's not fun. You're like, no, I just want to be the service consultant that I am. I don't want to do that. Carrie's very time consuming. I don't want to learn how to market myself. That's no fun. And I'll be honest, it's no fun to promote yourself. It always looks better coming from a third party than it does from you anyway, let's be real. But there is a way to be your own publicist and you can do it a lot cheaper than hiring me or someone else, okay? Just putting it out there. There's a lot of tips and tricks to doing this a more convenient and something that's a little easier on your your pocketbook, okay? So again, it goes back to that. I don't have a lot of capacity to work one-on-one with clients, so a personal branding digital course is coming and how to be your own publicist course is coming as well. Both are super affordable. Both you can do at your own pace. And one little caveat to being your own publicist is again, if you don't want to do this yourself, I'm going to teach you how to do it in the digital course, but you can hire a virtual assistant and pay them an hourly rate to do this versus hiring, you know, paying a hefty publicist retainer. And a public relations retainer can vary anywhere from five to 10 grand a month and up. So it just kind of depends, just kind of giving you an idea. And again, I'm recording this in October, 2023. I'm sure it's even more depending on when you have actually listened to this episode. So big hugs, big love. I just want to, again, let me circle back quick and go through the top three ingredients that you need to build a personal brand. And then I'm going to sign off. Number one, what are you known for? Who are you and what is, this one's can be stuck. You're going to get stuck there for a little bit, girls. Don't worry about it. Reach outside of you, get some feedback. What fills you? What is the one thing you love to talk about the most? Even when people are, your inner circle is so tired of hearing about it. What is it that you love to talk about all the time? Is it weight loss? Is it um, how to be I love to talk about being permission to be me. I get to be who I am. I'm an empath. Take it or leave it. There's the door. You know, like, what are you known for? 
What's that passion that you have? What do you, what could you do for free? You know, like if you, and I do it for free, it's so much fun, but you get to get paid for it. Okay. I don't really want this to just be a hobby. I really want this to be a stream of income. And who would I like to help? You know, again, go with what fills your cup, not what drains your cup. I would never put a personal brand out there about making spreadsheets because I don't enjoy that. <laughs> That's draining to me, too much tedious stuff. And then ingredient number two, get some great photos. What are your favorite colors? Get yourself some photos, not get a mix of headshots and of you in action doing the things you love. If you're, if you're a realtor and you're selling real estate, get yourself in front of a house, get some pictures of you selling your, you know, doing a an open house, walking through a home, canning the keys to a your, the new family you just sold a house to. Again, I'm just helping to spark those juices in your brain, get you thinking, get, get, get your creative brain juices flowing. And the third ingredient, where do I want to play? You're going to do a website because I told you to, that's a non-negotiable. And then you're going to find that platform that you enjoy learning on already. You already have fun playing in there. Why not blow it up? You don't have to choose all of them. Just choose your favorite and then become a master, be your own publicist or hire one. Okay. Stay tuned as I build out these digital courses. They don't happen overnight and I want them to be great. And they take time, time that I'm that one coveted thing I don't have a lot of these days. And circle back if they're not already included in the show notes by the time you listen to this episode. Circle back, please. They will be. I promise. We're working on it. Big hugs, big love. Go be your best self. Get that personal brand knocked out because from there is when those streams of income start to roll in and you'll be so grateful that you did this in the order I suggested versus backwards like I did 10 years ago. Okay. Share this episode with a friend that you know is also curious on how to do this or already has a personal brand just so they can maybe tweak it a little bit, revamp it, give it some new life. That's the fun part is you can always change your mind and go back and make some edits. Okay. So don't hoard this episode, share it with a friend, leave a review, circle back and talk to me about it. It's all good girls. Big hugs, big love. Go be your best self. See you on the next episode. Hi there, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and double check that you're subscribed or following. And if you've got a quick 30 seconds, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star review and share what you specifically liked about this episode. 